Welcome to Little Things, your weekly friend meet cute with me, Coastly Cummings. It's cozy time. Hello. It's so nice to be back podcasting. It feels like I haven't recorded an episode for a million years um, since before Christmas last year. Which really wasn't that long time ago. That long of a time ago. But it's feeling like it was so long ago. (laughs) I feel like I've been in a time vortex. I, I think I know why. I think it's because this morning, as of one hour ago, my kids got on a school bus for the first time in five weeks. We had a long holiday break, and then they did some online school. There were no COVID cases, but they just the school just did that um, so that staff and families and everything could travel for the first time in several years to see their families and friends around the world. It's an international school. So we did some online school to allow for the mandatory 10-day quarantine for a lot of families and staff coming back from places around the world. And, wow, very happy that school is back today and feeling so grateful for that, that angel school bus pulling up and the teachers waiting at the school on the other side, ready to teach my kids and care for them and get them out of my house and have them, like, you know, get my kids with other kids. Anyway, all the wonderful things with school, plus just being able to sit in a quiet house um, for the first time in many, many days. I don't know if you can relate, but I love the holidays, and it, we had a we had a good holiday season. A little, a little lonely, but overall good. But I was really missing the routine. I love some routine, so I'm back. I am excited to talk about a few different things today, including the Yodo player, which I've had friends talking about for ages, but we got one recently, and maybe I'll just jump in and talk about that first. So, the Yodo is a portable audio machine (laughs) for kids they can carry it around it's super durable it doesn't have a screen and it doesn't connect to anything else it works through bluetooth and then these little cards look like credit cards that you that a child can put right in the top and it plays an audiobook or music or meditations or anyway all that kind of stuff and doesn't have a camera doesn't have a microphone there are no ads um it is just all these different stories that you can buy on these cards and then the kid can control how loud it can go and then on the front of the yodo player there is like a pixelated picture that will change every once in a while during the story. So like, for example, there we have Roald Dahl's BFG. And so when the BFG plays, 
in certain parts, there'll be a, like a pixelated illustration of the giant's face. They're not so so I wouldn't call that even a screen. It's like a very background extra. Um anyway, it's so fun. My son got it for his sixth birthday. Um they're made in in the UK, I believe. So we we imported it to Korea. Um it was worth every penny and our kids from our 10-year-old down to our 3-year-old absolutely love it. And yesterday our 10-year-old had the Yodo player on our kitchen table and set out some clay and they just listened to the BFG for like an hour after school and it was such a good way and like had a snack and it was such a good way for them to transition like gently from online school to home which can be a bit tricky at our house and like getting off the screens and stuff that are required for school um I love love that it has you know these audiobooks we you know we do audiobooks we've done it tons of different ways like on Spotify or through Audible um and our kids even have an old phone of ours that we've removed everything off of it except the Lego app which has like manuals for how to make different Lego creations and um Spotify so they can listen to their favorite few podcasts and that has worked great there's nothing else on it um so they can't like scroll through stuff or just hang out on there but I love the auto player because yeah there's just like it's not a smartphone it's nice for them to have like kind of a dumbed down technology and it and I really want them to have full access to like all these fantastic audiobooks and they can control it so even our our three-year-old has a little bit of a hard time doing it on his own um I think if he kind of practiced alone we just got it so I think eventually he'll be able to get it within the next few weeks our six-year-old has no problem and the other kids have no problem either anyway we love it so much I highly highly recommend it it would be a fantastic gift from grandparents um or for a birthday or an upcoming holiday like it could be a family gift it's a bit more on the expensive side so maybe like a family gift if you have multiple children um but yeah it's been really really fun I, I imagine it also be great for kids that would struggle um navigating a typical app like neurodivergent kids or maybe kids with disabilities it seems like it would could be um more easy because it just has this card you slide you swipe into the top um so for some kids that could be easier or or for grown-ups that have disabilities it might be something that could work well um and it's fairly simple to skip through the chapters but anyway once you put the card in it just starts playing you don't have to push anything else um but yeah it's, it's really you know when you come across something that you feel like the people who designed it and like put together really get kids and what it's like to parent kids and the way how easy it is to carry around and it has a protective outside thing and the buttons are really big and easy to push it's just like it's very satisfying <laughs> i've you know anytime there's anything for kids i'm always like can they do it themselves you know we really want to encourage that independence and we don't want to spend money on something where we still have to micromanage or manage different elements of it right so anyway big fan of yoda player highly Highly recommend. Let's take a little break. 
I know some listeners of this podcast are also writers of various kinds. Um, Some are creative writers and some are UX writers or content designers. Some are novelists. Other people are marketing writers. Some people just do a lot of writing in the legal field or a lot of you are full-time caretakers and homemakers and do a lot of writing naturally in different organizations that you volunteer in or just navigating, advocating for your kids. Um, We all have to write a lot. It's kind of necessary and some of us love doing it and some of us hate it. Um, But I get asked, I mean, I used to talk about this a lot more, but I do get asked every once in a while about writing and writing advice I don't know if that's something that I'll go into. I I don't really love giving advice anymore. (laughs) And I don't really feel like I'm in a position to give advice right now. So I don't think I will. Um, But I do want to share an update. Uh, Listener Elizabeth asked in the Facebook group about wanting to hear more episodes where I'm talking about writing and my writing. And Elizabeth, I'm not totally sure exactly what you want to know about my writing and that kind of thing, but I can touch on a few things today. Um, Things that I've been asked on Instagram, when I brought up like a writing group or um, NaNoWriMo, National Novel Writing Month um, last November and working on a a book and um, kind of the last, let's see, 15 years of my freelance writing career. Um, I can I can touch on a couple of those things today and maybe it'd be helpful or just interesting to listen to. Um, first, I can talk a little bit about, well, what should I talk about first? Maybe NaNoWriMo in November. Yeah, so that's a month where people all around the world commit to writing at least 50,000 words of a new book. And I, I uh, wanted to finish something I had started two years ago, March 2020, just before the pandemic hit or, you know, became really real in America. Um, I had I had written about 13,000 words at a writing group retreat, but then I hadn't touched it um, because I was working full time and then lost my job and then was, a, you know, home with my kids when they were doing online school. Um, so I hadn't touched it, but then, you know, a year and a half had passed and this November was coming around and like October 29th, I was like, maybe I should do NaNoWriMo. I've never done it before, but I'm an obliger. I like to have that outside accountability. Um, I tend to not complete things if there isn't some external, um, accountability or another person working on something with me. So it's like, I'm going to do it. So I signed up online. I went to like nanorimo.org, signed up, took two seconds. Um, and then I was like, okay, everyone made a schedule, bought some easy snacks, told my husband and my kids, I'm like, I think I'm going to try to write a book this month. And they were like, cool. My husband was like, that's really, really cool. He was very supportive. Um, and I was like, I think there'll be some things that might fall off. And he was like, that's fine. That's awesome that you're doing that. Um, and then November 1st came around and my kids got on the school bus and I sat down at 8.30 and put my AirPods in and started writing. 
And that's kind of how the whole month went until the last few days. Um, by two weeks, I had already written 75,000 words. And before you're like, whoa, it's like my kids go to school all day now and I live in a foreign country. <laughs> so, and it's not that I don't have, I do have plenty of things that I need to do and responsibilities and such. But like with my kids in school and I'm not doing any other freelance, um, I'm not doing any freelance for anyone. This was like, my November was devoted to this NaNoWriMo project. So I worked on this young adult romance book and I talked about it in a recent episode. You can check it out. I think it's just a few episodes back in November. I talked about it early December of 2021. You can get the whole rundown on the book. But that was a really positive experience. Um, the actual NaNoWriMo was a really positive experience, and I'm really proud that I did it. And um, I actually, you know, shared some of the synopsis and things like that yesterday with my writing group and got really great uh, feedback that was really helpful. And sometimes that's hard to hear when you put a lot of work into it. But I have felt really, if I'm being honest, I felt really stuck with it. And I haven't touched it since. I did NaNoWriMo in November, and then I made some more changes in early December, and then I just kind of wigged out, and I, like, I don't know. I got, like, all emotional about it, and I, like, couldn't – no, not like I was crying. I was just, like, mad. I, like, this is bad. I hate it. I have these final plot things to figure out, and I feel like I can't, and this character sucks, and then I started researching agents – and started feeling overwhelmed and like, oh, no one's going to want this. Like, I have so much more work to do. And I do. I shouldn't be looking at agents or anything. I need people, I need more critiques of the book and to talk to some Korean friends um, because it's based in Seoul and has a lot of Korean characters. Um, but, yeah, it just felt overwhelming. And I really, in my head, I kept thinking, no, you need to finish the re f the second full rewrite before the holidays, before like December 15th, and you'll feel so much better. You'll be able to enjoy the holidays and just let it sit, let it simmer, and then revisit it in the new year after the kids go back to school and start getting some early readers of the full book and get solid feedback. But I think I burned myself out a bit and I didn't do that. So even though I had this short list of things that I wanted to change and I knew that once I could change those, I could at least get a few people reading the book, I didn't do it. And so it sat for, well now it's January 20th, so it sat for a little over a month and I thought about it every day and it felt kind of bad, just silly. It's just a fun project. And then here I am. But yesterday, you know, I have my writing group of awesome awesome friends. I wouldn't ever be writing anything on my own if it wasn't for them. I really wouldn't. And I shared my synopsis and they had really good feedback. And one of them is probably removing a minor plot line, which is kind of a big deal because it goes through the whole book. But I'm like, no, I think they're right. I think I need to do that. There's too much going on. So I need to make that change. And then they had some other great feedback and it just reinvigorated my feelings about the book. And like even putting together synopsis to share with them was like really good because it just reminded me that I do really like it and I think there's something there and it makes me excited to share it. And I read a couple scenes to myself and I was like, oh, this is fun. I, I, I like this again. 
um, it had been too long since I'd opened the Scribner document, document, I think. So anyway, that's where I am with that. <laughs> I've never, I've never written my own book. I've helped, um, someone write another book and written quite a bit of it. And that was self-published. That person self-published the book, but that was a really fun process and I enjoyed it. And it's always been a dream of mine to publish a book. So I'm trying to publish a book. And I have to remind myself, like, people publish books all the time. And it doesn't have to be some literary masterpiece. And what I'm trying to write is fun and warm and lovable, I hope. And I think I need to make it lighter. <laughs> it got a little heavy. So that's my update on that. My goal is to have that ready for more thorough critiquing in the next couple months and then I can touch on having a writing group you know I take there's I didn't do anything for this I just got really lucky and got invited to one it's a group of friends from originally we all met in Berkeley California and a lot of us went to church together and um one person in the group was like, I kind of want to do this. And so she started with a few people and then they're like, we think we can have a few more people. And then they invited me and I was super intimidated and worried about joining. I've never been in a writing group and I tend to be uh, pretty like defensive and like insecure about my personal writing. It's gotten better, but Uh, I was like, I don't know if I want to hear what people think about it, which is ridiculous because I really do want to hear what people think about it. What I don't want is to be rejected or to feel like a failure, right? But it turns out having a writing group of kind, supportive people is just the place to start to feel more comfortable getting uh, positive and... um, I wouldn't say negative feedback, but just like ideas of what you could improve or things to tweak. So it's been a great learning experience for me. And let's see, it's, I don't even know how many years it's been. It's been a really long time, like maybe four years or something. Um, and now I live in Asia and everyone else lives in America mostly near the West Coast or Mountain Standard Time, but it actually ends up working really well because if my kids are in school, then it's like the middle of the next day for me. Um, We're that far apart in the time zone, so it usually works pretty well. But yeah, it's really, really fun, and I love hearing what other people are working on, and um, I get a lot of energy from other people. I'm pretty extroverted, and with like creative pursuits, like just having this this touch point where we we meet once a month and knowing that we're going to meet and we rotate who presents so like two or three people share writing each month and we have like a ringleader so the person who started the writing group she always kind of takes the lead unless there's like a like someone's having a baby or something and someone else kind of covers but I think you need to have someone who rallies the troops like I think that's how the how it should be with like book clubs and everything like it'll just kind of fall by the wayside if Simon's not the leader um but she does such a good job of being like hey you know take this doodle pool let us know when you can do it this month it's always like a different time and then the majority of the people that can go then we choose that date um 
and then each person probably shares, I mean, it's just totally different. Sometimes it's a personal essay. Sometimes it's a chapter of a book they're working on, um, a poem or something really creative that's not like a traditional writing form, um, a short story, um, memoir, that kind of thing. Um, I don't know. I've just loved it so much. And it helps you to get to know people so much more when, you know, you feel like you're in a safe space. And we're all women in the group. And sometimes we write about things that are really personal and difficult to talk about. And it's really nice to always know that when you're done, you know, like when you're reading something loud and it's like all quiet. And plus we're all on Zoom. So everyone's like muted and just listening and reading it along with the person who's reading it aloud the presenter and then when it's done it can be kind of scary like if it's something that's more personal or you know it's fictional but influenced by uh real life and to kind of always know that it's a safe space is really important i mean just the tone of the group i feel like the people that are in it um everyone's really open and understanding and willing to critique any type of writing on any subject, which is really cool. So I am so grateful to be a part of that. And I have loved it so much. And I'm like still on a high because we did it yesterday and it was like a two and a half hour call and it was so fun. And so yeah, writing group has been really big, really big for me. NaNoWriMo was like the highlight, one of the highlights of last year, but probably one of my bigger, you know, personal accomplishments this last year was doing writing my book in November. And let me see, I mean, in terms of like other writing updates, I have to be honest, like I, you know, it's kind of the book and I write my weekly newsletter that has been, it's called uh, KOS, K-O-S, it's at coastly.substack.com. And I kind of rebranded that a couple, the last couple months and just call it like a warm note from a stranger in soul and um, I kind of share more personal stuff or I talk about motherhood or you know walking around soul or reflecting on life right now during COVID times just lots of different things um, but I try to always keep it a little more optimistic um, it can kind of dip a little bit with COVID stuff there's been some angry <laughs> There's been some angry ones, Um, but I love writing that, and I've just found that having that consistency and the expectation of writing, I send it every Sunday. So for me, or sorry, I send it every, yeah, Sunday night for me at 7.30, which means it shows up if you're in America or other side of the world, which a lot of my subscribers are, but not all, um, then you'd get it in your inbox by like really early in the morning, um, even if you're on the East Coast. So I like to do that. I do it, I write it usually on Sunday night. I usually don't even write it ahead of time. I like to do it in the moment and then send it. And I like, it's supposed to just be like ready for you um, on Sunday morning as something to read on uh, as relaxing on a Sunday. Um, but yeah, that's been really good. I have a small email list, but... I love it. If there were only like five people subscribing, I would still do it. I love doing it. 
Um, and I really feel like the people that I write to um, get me. And I feel like they're my people. And I know this because of the comments that I get or private emails or DMs on Instagram. And if you're like me and you make something that's small, you, if you make something and only how, – how do I say this? If you make something and only a few people read it, watch it, listen to it, you know what I'm talking about. I don't do it for like <laughs> – I do it because I want to do it. Um, and it's super satisfying to me on like a really deep level to feel like I'm connecting with this group of people. So if you're, and if you listen to this podcast too, <laughs> you're one of them too. Like I have a small, po- this is a small podcast because I keep coming in and out um, through the different seasons of my life, having babies and returning to full-time work and, and all of that. Um, and so, you know, I, I, uh, I had once had a larger audience, but that's okay. I had to, take a break and I returned full-time work and I couldn't do this podcast too and so it's kind of like creating from the ground up but like I say like I really do I really would make it even if there were like five people listening to it um because I just love doing it and I like having that accountability and this might feel a little silly but I mean this is a really conversational and personal podcast but I am so glad I now have like 60 episodes um as a record of like this, you know, some of my life over the past few years, right? Like I love, I love journaling and this isn't exactly a journal. I'm not like that personal, but, um, I like having this bit of a record, this audio record and helps me to feel seen. And sometimes in a way that I don't always feel seen as, as a woman or a mother, um, you know, with like little kids. And I think it's been a really, good way for me to like, you know, create a platform for myself and use my voice. Um, it has also, I think I've mentioned this before, but, um, this podcast helped me land two, two jobs, two full-time jobs, um, over the last few years. They, both the people that hired me at both of these different companies mentioned this podcast because I do list it on my LinkedIn and I think in my, resume or my portfolio and they love that I make my own podcast so just I mean I know this doing I mean I talk about this all the time like doing personal side projects is like I've just always done it it's been like really fun thing and important thing for me to do keep to keep my toe in the water while having babies and spending so much time with my kids and raising them and stuff um but it's also been really good for my career. So if you're thinking about starting a podcast or newsletter or whatever, website, blog, whatever, Instagram, fun Instagram account, do it because you won't regret it. And you can always set a limited amount of time, you know, and you can always quit stuff. This is your, this is your reminder that you can quit stuff. (laughs) You can start stuff and you quit stuff. You can do it for like three months and be like, I'm okay. I'm done. But it's surprising. Like if you do keep doing things, like it's, it's can be really fun to see how they grow and what they end up becoming. So anyway, that is a bit of my writing update. Um, 
I love to hear what you're working on. If you're writing, if you're creative, if you're a designer, any kind, if you decorate, if you draw, if you, oh my gosh, there's a million different things. Make anything with your hands. If you bake or cook, like I would love to hear about it. You can email me. My email is in the show notes. Um, I want to hear about it. You can also leave me an audio recording. I love those and I can play them on a future episode and you can tell me about what you're working on and what it means to you to be working on something creatively, whether you're getting paid for it or not. Either way, it's it can be really fulfilling and important. Let's take a little break. It wouldn't be an episode of Little Things if I didn't talk a little bit about something related to skincare. <laughs> I can't help myself. I just am now getting into French skincare brands. And that's all thanks to the Forever 35 podcast, which I love. Um, but they have some favorites, and I don't know how to pronounce them correctly, but I love the brand Caudely. C-A-U-D-E-L-I-E. And I found out they, that that brand has a spa in Seoul. I think even two. One's in Itaewon. And I will go for this podcast and the name of this podcast and get a massage and treatment with these, with this. It looks so beautiful online. I looked at it and I'm like, oh my gosh, this looks so beautiful. But the one I was going to mention is, I don't know how to say it, La Roche-Posay, that, L-A- R-O-C-H-E-P-O-S-A-Y. And specifically, it's a face mist. And it's in a blue metal can. Kind of looks like hairspray. It's light blue. And it's like a zinc oxide spray for your face. And I will put the link in the episode show notes so that you can check it out. But so back up. I have very sensitive dry skin. That is my thing. Sensitive dry skin. I don't know. I think I've always had sensitive skin. It's more dry in the winter. Whatever. Like everyone. But I did Accutane when I was like in my freshman year of college. And I think ever since then, my skin has been more dry. Like I don't have oily skin. Just dry and sensitive. So when I take a shower, when I don't moisturize for like one day. My fine lines really stand out. I look five years older and my skin like feels really tight and like it's pulling and like kind of itchy. Like it's just really dry. And I've been doing lots of different things to help with this. I'm trying to drink more water. I'm taking a fish oil supplement because I don't eat enough fish and I don't think I have it get enough omegas, right? Um, and that helps. It, that helps a lot, actually, drinking the water, water, and I'm trying to eat more, like, um, dark greens, whatever. But as far as, like, a topical cream, I've re- or the spray is awesome. So I do this spray in the morning after I get out of the shower or just not if I don't shower. I do it, and then I put um, – they have, like, this liquid – it looks like a liquid, but it's lotion – and it came with the spray. And I put that on after. And then I also put the La Roche-Posay B6 something really thick white cream. Okay. It's like the thickest 
cream. And this stuff is so freaking amazing. It is like, I've been looking for this kind of thing. It, I don't even know. It has so many different little things in it. It does. It's not like a retinoid or anything. It's like a deeply moisturizing, repairing cream for your face. So if you need a heavy, heavy cream, this is it. Um, but it's designed for your face. I will put a link because I can't remember what it is. But I think on the front it says like B6 Cytoblast or something like that can't remember it's white but the combination of these three things has been so good and when I don't do it I'm like ooh, I look old like I just my face looks dry and tight and not good but when I use this stuff at night too and I wake up in the morning I'm like ooh, my skin's like all dewy and nice um and then if I do that in combination with drinking more water which I'm always trying to do for always forget to drink water um and eating more sweet potatoes and leafy greens like a salad every day and then like I saute um beet greens or collard greens and try to eat that each day my skin looks so much nicer like I'm like wow this is like it's getting the vitamin a I think it really helps vitamin c vitamin a so anyway I will put them in the show notes and if you have dry or sensitive skin or you know someone who does you should definitely try these out and they're pretty affordable you can find them on I think uh, Sephora probably has it, Ulta, Amazon, or you can buy directly from the website. Um, They are French brands, though. But yeah, you should be able to get it online pretty easily. They're really popular around the world. Thank you so much for listening today. I had so much fun making this episode. And if you saw my last Instagram on Pod Little Things, you saw that things have been a little hard lately. All good, just a little hard. Um, You may understand everybody goes through those periods. And it felt really good to make this episode. And I'm just so glad that you're here listening. And I so appreciate you. And (laughs) we really talked about a lot of different things. The Yodo player, a writing update from me about writing group, about NaNoWriMo, about other projects I'm working on. And also talking about some new French skincare brands, new to me, not new to probably you, but new to me that I'm excited about for my dry, sensitive skin. So I hope you really enjoyed the episode and I'll see you next week.